in a world where all of John Granado's vices combine in a symphony of debauchery. Two strangers must work in tandem to prevent John's gambling, golf, and guzzling from consuming and destroying all those surrounding him during his episodes. Those strangers are Lance Erline and Del Olalea, and the task ahead of them is vast and treacherous. Can they face the challenge? Will they survive? Well, you're about to find out because you're in the trench. Get in the trench. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. It's John and Lance. Always been playing from behind the count. There's a line drive into right field. That is down for a hit. In comes Bregman. Here comes Tucker. Two more RBIs. Michael Brantley makes it a 6-0 game. Michael Brantley, professional hitter, back. And boy, is that good. Is that good. Good morning, everybody. John and Lance along with Dell live from the Golden Nugget, the the uh, sportsbook here, the DraftKings Sportsbook in Lake Charles. And what a way to kick off the football season right here. we got all of the college action coming up this weekend. And if you've never been here, holy cow. It is the best place to watch sporting events. It was it's unbelievable. We watched some Astros baseball here yesterday. Had a good had a big time here yesterday. Played a little cards. This is perfect. This is to me, this is like the perfect place. They've got the, a beautiful golf course here at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. They got the sports book. They've got poker room. They've got blackjack. They've got did you play any slots yesterday? Um I just Dabbled. You dabbled a little I dabbled. bit. Dabbled. I went upstairs and watched. Uh, I'm trying to get done with the. Trying to get done with Gamora. It's been five seasons. I mean, it's time. So it, you it came all the way here to watch Gamora. Why? To get because your family. You can't watch it in the bathroom at home. Uh no, because my family's not here. It's perfect. It's it's perfect for yeah, you. You're, to just... you're, and have you? What about our rooms? Why would I not want to spend well, time it in my is, room? It's unbelievable. My it's, room is like a little house. It is a little house. It's yeah, got everything. So... It does. It has everything. <laughs> I could be around people. Right. Uh, Dell wouldn't do it. I kept looking for Dell, and he wasn't you around anywhere. You kept looking for me, is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, no, you we at saw one point Dell. I said, At one point I said, was, Dell. Like, I was at the casino in the floor, and I said, Dell, Dell, and no one answered. Well, when we were at the ice bar, we saw him, and he was drinking shots. He was doing shots gotcha. with everybody. He's just yeah. hugging everybody, doing shots. I think he might have set that record like- for most hugs in a minute. Yeah, yeah. we heard about it yesterday. Yep. I feel like I don't blame him. Well, yeah. So I walked up here, and Lance is about to do something stupid with uh-huh. the equipment. But I walked up here, and they're like, Dale, come over here. I'm like, can I put the equipment that no. I brought I said, here? as soon as Dale get gets over here, let's yell to Dale, Dale, come over here. We're we've yelling across. We've, we've been talking to the bartender. We've been telling her stuff about you. I was like, yeah, oh, we're okay, trying to get sure. the bartender to say, Hey, Dell. Hey, d- hey, I've heard about you, Dell. I was like, <laughs> like that. And she, I, she looked uncomfortable with playing yeah, the game. Yeah, of course though. she yeah. did, because she doesn't know you two. Well, I'm uncomfortable, and I know you. Yeah, no, 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 no. She, I think Dude, she liked you, she but goes, okay, but you apparently Lance don't care. Lance's his new obsession with Paramore is like, hey, guess what he did? He he managed the band. <laughs> no, or he no, said that. He was you, brought up, you brought up Paramore, Paramore. Brought and up, I said yeah. you were the manager. I said, are you a friend of Paramore? Are you a fan of Paramore? I don't know why. Why? Because you're obsessed with Haley Williams. That's why. <laughs> I know, and then uh, John and John's like, "Dell used to manage him." <laughs> she goes, "I like she like Par." She said, "I like Paramore," and she mm-hmm. she didn't look like she believed that. Yeah, when I was I was they well, Lance called me to John. I don't remember. I'm I'm driving up. Hey, you here? You here? You here? Where you come? Come to the bar. Come to the bar. It's like just 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 come over. I was like, "Can I? Can I check in?" No, no, come over, get over here. here. Yeah, 
Uh, so we, hey, we watched the Astros game. It was so much fun. Well, it got a little, I mean, it at got first a hairy, it was yeah. really fun because it was another blowout. Then all of a sudden it's like Fromber had a Fromber had a, an inning, and before you know it, it's 7-4. It goes from 7 nothing to 7-4. It's like, yikes. And, but you were able to. Uh, we didn't get any help defensively, that's for sure. It wasn't Red no. Sox bad, but it was bad. Yeah, well, he had, he two uh, of the uh, two of the runs were unearned. Wait, what were what were, I'm trying to remember the yeah, uh, Pena the had a low throw. Singleton oh, had, his, had had a terrible inning. Pena, yeah, Pena short hopped Singleton, and Singleton didn't dig it out, and that was an easy throw. I don't know why he short hopped him, and then yeah, there was a line drive, but Pena just, I mean, Singleton just doesn't get off the base and defensive position very well, and that turned into a double. So, yeah, Frommer, for the most part, was really, really good. Just had that anywhere. Gave up four runs. Uh, only two were earned. So, it was a quality start. It was a win for Fromber. And uh, he started I, – I don't know. I feel, I feel pretty comfortable about Fromber. I, I, that's not the starter that makes me nervous. I mean, Fromber and, and Verlander, I feel – even though Ver, Verlander had a really scrap in his last game, I feel pretty good about them. And then you had J.P. France, you know, have a, a solid performance – uh, in his last one, and now the offense is just tearing, just tearing the ball up. And I guess the story was not – well, I mean, one of the stories – every day there's multiple stories with hitters now. But I think one of the big stories now is, uh, man, it was great to see Michael Brantley with a couple hits. And yeah. I never doubted him, but – Wait, Michael Brantley wait, plays for the Wait, Astros? wait, wait, wait. He yeah. can play? Wait, you never doubted Michael – What? you never doubted on Michael Brantley. Oh, okay. I <laughs> said I didn't think he was going to play in August. Like okay, I wait. said, I I think he'll get here in September. That's not what you and said. And then hit Whoa, well. Whoa, you you said I'm done with Uncle Mike. I'm done. He just he's never here. I said, Why would don't I tell think? me about Michael Brantley until he gets here? And once he gets oh, here, okay. I'm excited about it. Oh no, okay. So you, he's here, and now I'm like, yeah, Michael. Oh Brantley. my God, nobody was harder on Uncle Mike, a guy who's given up his shoulder well, his for shoulder your enjoyment. He's given up both shoulders so that you figure. can enjoy a, a base figure. hit with two men on. He's not a Christ figure. Well, he's just an outfielder slash DH. I don't know if he's Messiah or Kawhi. I'm not sure what he is, yeah. but he's back. He gave up his Kawhi shoulder up. for your sins? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah he did. For your sins, he gave up his shoulder. <laughs> and and here you are. Oh, I never doubted him for a minute. You thought Uncle Mike was like soft. I said, I you don't want to hear. S-A-W-F-T. I said, no, I never you thought that. It I just cool said, way? I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to hear about Uncle Mike until he's actually back. All this, when Michael Brantley gets, show oh. me when he's back. Now that he's back and he actually got some hits, I'm like, hey, that looks pretty good. Maldonado, you basically can't get him out anymore. Martin you basically Maldonado can't. Is, on a, is the hit king. No, you basically new, can't. He's the new hit king. He's got, I think he's had hits in like four straight games, something like that. I know at least two straight games. And so he's basically the hit king. Um, when you're not getting Maldonado out, it's a, your, your staff has problems. Yeah. And the Red Sox aren't getting them out. You've been and the Red terrible. Sox got blown up. You've yeah. been terrible with predictions. You predicted yeah. a soft sweep. That didn't happen. No, you said they weren't going to win. And you said, oh, as a matter of fact, if, if I could, yeah. I wish I could throw. I can't bet because I work for NFL. <laughs> but if I could bet, I'd bet the Red Sox today. Oh. Just because that always happens. But then I was thinking it was going to be a soft sweep and it ended up being a hard sweep. So you uh-huh. Now there when it was 7-4, I'm like, here it comes. Oh, no. Presley. They'll bring the in guy, Another guy you hate. Presley came in and went bing, bing, bing. Here this comes, is over. No, I love Presley. It's Mayton that I don't like to see play. Well, he didn't pitch, sometimes. so. So That's we've got. He got up in the bullpen. I know he point. did. So but you, then they put up Stanek right away. And they're like, what are we doing? So you've got Brantley wasn't going to come back. You had Burrow back by week four. That appears not to be the case. And you had the Astros um, with a soft sweep. As, no, as Burrow. Did you yeah. see Burrow's right calf? It's so. Have you seen it? 
What do you mean? It's like, a, seen... it's like a four-year-old's calf. It's what do you so, mean? Atrophied in, it's in, atrophied in about that a month? Much. Oh, no, it's atrophied that much. The cal- well, actually, your, your legs will atrophy very fast if you don't use them. But you don't think he's walking? Did you see him limp into the no, no one knows about leg atrophy like Lance. Yeah, let me, trust me. Trust me when I tell with leg injuries, that's for sure. And atrophy. Uh, uh, I will tell you this for a fact. Joe Burrow is limping. Joe Burrow, I would not count on him this year. If you're fantasy football, <laughs> although I did, oh, yeah. I did change Guess my pick. Guess who's going to be bidding on Joe, uh, Joe Burrow I did at change our draft? My, I did change my pick to Joe Burrow's MVP in my uh, NFL.com. <laughs> and I've got Aaron Rodgers as Offensive Player of the Year. But that's, of course you do. Usually doesn't happen so where you one do, quarterback Greeny. gets one. So, uh, Listen to Robert, by the way, Robert Sala, well, Pat Mahomes ended up being the, the article was released. There's like 20 of us voting, 23 of us voting. And, uh, Sala was coach of the year. He ended up being coach of the year in the votes. Uh, Pat Mahomes was the MVP according to all the voters. Yeah, but usually the coach of the year comes from a surprise team. The, the Jets have got so much talent. They got Aaron Rodgers. There's a, a lot of times it, it'll be more like the like the Lions story last year. It could be, but Salah's got a lot of hype, and he's come from a team that's been very bad. But D'Amico yeah, right. might be. Um, D'Amico would be coach of the year if, if the Texans win wins, 15 I, wins. <laughs> yeah, he'll 100% be. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. Doug Peterson wasn't. Coach of the Year last year was he? Who? Jacksonville was kind of a surprise team. Not really. I mean, this well, they were the is... two years in a row being the last place. Who was Coach of the Year last the, year? No the, one knows. It's impossible. Well, to the know. Titan. Now the Titans and the Titans and the uh, and the Colts were supposed to be ahead of. It's hard to remember that, but Matt Ryan was not considered to be a. a he was considered to be a potential answer for the Colts, and then fast forward one year, and it's like, oh yeah, Jacksonville won the division, but they weren't supposed to win. The, it was about who was going to be last, Jacksonville or Houston. Was the question last year? Jacksonville stepped up. Coach of the year last year, uh, Brian Dayball. Now it was a surprise. Yeah, and I thought that's, that's right. a surprise. It was Brian Dayball with the Giants. Yeah, the Giants surprise team. Yeah, I thought it was going to be someone else. I thought they, uh, they rookie coach gets his team to the playoffs. This is perfect for D'Amico. Oh no! It, it, I mean, if he gets to the playoffs, yeah, the oh. Texans would be. He no, would no. be coach of the year. Oh, he would be. Coach and of the, the media year. loves D'Amico as they should. Yeah, as they rightfully should. Um, but. Back to the Astros for a second. So you sweep the Red Sox on the road. The Red Sox defense is is pathetic. Uh, Their pitching staff couldn't even come close to wrangling in the Astros. But I don't think it's just the Red Sox pitching. I think the Astros right now are seeing a ball at at, at a – and and hitting – right now the Astros have a confidence level at the plate that is just substantial. Uh, I just really – it really feels great to see – you kind of know there's certain, you know, watching Maul, watching Jordan start to get into a groove, watching Yiner continue what he's doing, having some hits pop up with Maldonado and Singleton and, you know, yeah. guys you don't usually expect. Well, nice. all, the, all the Arbor- Pena, to me, Pena, the way he's hit over the last 31 games has been great. He's been great. But the, most of the RBIs yesterday came from the bottom of the order again. I mean, the bottom of the order. When you're That's this deep, with when you when you put Mike, Uncle, uh, Uncle Mike in the lineup, Yiner doesn't even get on the field yesterday. The right calf. Okay, one of your best hitters, one of your top five hitters this season isn't even on, on the field. When Yiner's behind the plate, and Ma- now listen, Maldonado's been great lately, so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm obviously not going to get on him, but he's still, uh, he's still not the hitter that Yiner G has. But if he, if he hits like this in, out of the nine hole and drives in runs, unbelievable. He just has to have a hit. He, every time he comes up, there's men on base. Every time. All he just needs to do is hit 200, and I'm good. If Pena's sitting out of the nine hole or eight hole like this, oh, yeah, if McCormick is on the field, 
if Uncle Mike is on the field, Jordan is hitting the way that he's hitting now, the greatest hitter in Red in Fenway Park history. By the way, he's the greatest hitter in Fenway Park history. Yeah. Uh, but Tucker, Bregman's hitting the ball, is crushing the ball right now. Altuve is their best hitter, period. I mean, this is... Vaughn's finding hits. It's it's uh, Right now, you do not want a piece of the Astros lineup. The question is, you know... Can they can they get their pitching to somehow find its its, uh, its groove? Yeah. Did and you it's, see? In it's the, survivable right now, but it's probably not survivable in the postseason. So yeah, the the Astros in the month of August, I guess they're 16th in the league. I just saw a tweet from I forget who it was uh, from. The Astros are 16th in the league with a 4.52 ERA this month. Not good. Not not good. And that's the team ERA when the bullpen's been one of the best bullpens in baseball lately. The bullpen has been excellent. It's the starting rotation. It's just been awful, just awful. And I was listening to oh, Steve Sparks. Said, you know, there's a correlation be- between quality starts and wins. Really? Really? There's a correlation between quality starts and wins. <laughs> they didn't see that coming. Well, if you've got a bad bullpen, uh, you know, chances are you'll lose some games that way. But if you get a quality start out of your, out of your pitchers, which the Astros have not been getting, Quality stars. They got one yesterday because two of those uh, runs were unearned for Framber Valdez. Um, so Astros win. They look good, and the we got some Texans to talk about as well. On the other side, we'll hear from Nick Casario. Asked him pretty pointed questions yesterday. Uh, we will get to that on the other side, right here, live from DraftKings Sportsbook. It is awesome here in Lake Charles at the Golden Nugget. If you I, I make your plans now, you got to come down for a weekend. Watch your college football, watch your pro football, get here, and enjoy just the best sports book that you're going to see. I, I, this is as good as any Vegas sports book right here. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. I don't have friends. I got family. Let's get back to the squeaky clean, non-gambling, or drinking John and Lance. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. All right, welcome back here. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 live at the DraftKings Sportsbook here in the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. It is just spectacular. If you've never been here, you don't call and make a reservation, and you're going to do it in advance because the, the, the hotel will sell out during the football season. You've got to uh, reserve your spot here at the DraftKings Sportsbook, but it is definitely worth it. It's two hours down the road. So much easier than going to Vegas. And so, I mean, just, I mean, look at the, the, the no, no, no flight. I mean, you're, it's, it takes two hours as opposed to five hours, which it takes. But by the time you get to the airport, go to the airport before the flight, check in, all of that stuff. And the dew point do. was so good yesterday that we were what not. the dew so, point? Well, I'm just saying yesterday Nobody's was actually. Nobody's coming here for the dew point. No, but yesterday the weather was actually like, eh, you know, like I changed my. If you're under 100, I feel like this isn't bad. When it's not, yesterday it was 98, feels like 99. And I thought this is actually very pleasant. It's not about in it's, Vegas. It's one fourteen. It's yeah, Vegas. Vegas dew point is terrible. There are there are three deserts. There are there's there's Arizona the desert. There's Vegas the desert, and there's Austin the desert. Austin the desert. Yes. Okay. Austin is basically mm-hmm. a desert. People find that out. It doesn't rain much, and it's always like it's way hotter. I had somebody from California tell me we moved from NFL Network over there, and they're like, "Hey, I thought Austin was like 
a kind of a different climate. Uh, like it's they did different like elevations, or it's supposed to be nicer climate. I'm like, no, it's actually hotter. Yeah. It's actually it'll always. It's not always as humid as Houston. But I said, no, 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 it's it's not great. It's actually going to be dry all the time, and it's going to be really hot. He goes, man, I thought I was moving someplace. It was like maybe 80s, low 90s. I said, oh, no, 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 no. It'll be 104 frequently. So sleep tight. Yeah. No, no, no. Did no. you think you were getting away from that traffic, sir, from California? Oh, it's sir, worse. Sir, did you think you were getting away from that traffic? It's no. worse. Did you think you were going to get away from people doing stuff on the streets? Nope. Stuff. All right, Nick. Nick is not that kind of stuff. Okay, we're Yucky done. Stuff, are we done with the dew point now? Are we well, done? He's, he's talking about stuff, stuff in, on the streets of Austin. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the streets of Boo-boo. Austin. Oh, yeah. Boo- oh, yeah. I, I, the last time, where, where, last time I was in California, speaking of stuff, you know, Chick Fil A is this heartwarming. Oh, you get a chicken sandwich. That's great. Oh, spicy, by the way. Get the spicy yeah. sandwich, despite what John thinks. It is good. There was a gentleman. Oh. Let's call him unhoused because that's what we have to call them. Unhoused. unhoused. An unhoused person who was like, you know what? I'm just going to take my pants off and under off right here. In, a, in no, a out, Chick-fil-A? Right, out, uh, right outside of Chick-fil-A. You saw it? I was in my car. Wow. He, took his, he took his pants down. It was waving. Dropped the deuce? No. It was, his was waving around uh, and people oh, it was were walking just, by. Oh, he was just cooling it off. Yeah. Uh, airing it out. Yeah. Just <laughs> dropped. <laughs> so the streets of California, I think, uh, still I went. saw somebody in Cal- a video went. the other day of somebody doing some. A man doing some not pleasant things with himself in a Starbucks, and they're like, the lady's like, hey, please leave. The, she's like, can you please leave the store? Like, I don't think this is going to work, man. Can you do that outside, okay, uh, in a Starbucks, the Starbucks of all places? The Starbucks by my house is basically really just quietly taking all the furniture out. There's like three tables left, <laughs> small tables. Like, I'm like, hey, where did everything go? And the girl just said, we just... Want to have more limited seating. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Nick Casario met the media yesterday. I, I, and we talked about this yesterday. The, 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 his draft picks that aren't making the team asked point blank, what about all the cuts of players that he drafted? Here's Nick Casario. Yeah. I mean, every team goes through it. I mean, it's the way it goes. So some of it's cost of doing business. So, I mean, injuries sometimes are things that, you know, you can control. Whatever a player's status is, I mean, you know, we got to make decisions. So, I mean – you know, I've said this countless times, um, you know, the draft is a flip of the coin. I mean, so, I mean, whatever it is, it is. You get the players on a team or you create a roster, create competition, you keep the players that you feel make the most sense. Some players you can't keep for various circumstances, whatever the situation is. So, I mean, honestly, don't spend too much time on that. So, I mean, players go on and off rosters. Daily draft picks go on and off rosters. I mean, you've seen players traded that were drafted in the second round. You've seen players drafted, you know, trading that were drafted in the first round, the third round. I mean, it's cost of doing business. So basically, the coin has spoken. The coin has spoken. He just said, it's just a coin flip. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what the the coin coin boys have been trying to tell you. You live by the coin, you die by the coin. That's right. And that's what Roy Lopez, heads he stays, tail he goes. Tails. It just so happens that all the coins came up the wrong way. Well, no, it's, it's like, who should we pick? Heads we pick Roy, <laughs> tails know. we pick Amon Ressa. All right, here we round. go. Here's the worst coin boys. This is where you hate coin boys. <laughs> Nick Casario, now I know he's a coin boy. And he said, all right, heads it's sauce, tails it's, tails it's stingly. <laughs> the coin tails, has spoken. Coin has spoken. There it is. The coin has spoken. The coin has spoken. Tails. <laughs> tails. We'll take 
Stingley. You know what? Hey, live by the coin, die by the coin. That's I respect it. it. All right? That's We're going right. to go. Here we go. Zion, uh, what's the Zion Johnson? Who's the Zion from the, uh, from the Chargers? Oh. Z- the it's, it's Johnson. Yeah, Zion Johnson. All right. Heads, Zion Johnson. Tails, Kenyon Green. Uh, the oh. coin has spoken. <laughs> Speaking the of Kenyon Green. Spoken. Speaking of Kenyon Green, let's pull up the Kenyon Green cut uh, talking about his season being done. Nick, if you thought, you know, sometimes you can designate guys to return on IR, but he's got – there is something that's going to require a medical procedure with uh, – um, I mean, rumor has it it's probably a torn labrum. Um, that's something that takes a long time to come back from. It's an arduous process. A lot of times people don't get them repaired, but if you're an offensive lineman with the yeah. amount of force that you have to play against – you have to get it repaired. Well, here's number four, uh, Brian, uh, why they let Kenyon Green play in practice despite knowing that yeah, him that was... going on the IR and not playing this year was the likely outcome. I would say specifically to Kenyon, it was just a matter of, you know, when, not if, this if was going to happen. So I'd say and D'Amico made a comment the other day, you know, he's proud of, of the player, proud of the kid for – I'd say mental and physical toughness that he showed. I think he was dealing with a lot of things physically. Um, he was dealing with some things, I would say, on a personal level as well. Um, and at some point, if a player is in a position that his condition or situation puts him at a disadvantage, it's not fair to the player, it's not fair to the team, and it's not fair to the individual. Um, so in the end, you know, this is, I'd say, in the game, you know, it may have been exacerbated a little bit, but. Again, we knew in May this was a possibility. Um, to his credit, I mean, he worked through it, and I'd say did the best he could with the situation that he was given. And in the end, we just felt for the betterment of the team and the player that this was the best decision. I just got to be honest. I don't. I just don't understand that. If you know the way Nick, the way Nick, uh, so he's done for the year. So the way Nick said that is, it wasn't a matter of uh, if; it was when. And yet, I guess you let him play to see if he can play through it, and then if he doesn't, and if he doesn't pull through, yeah. But you're wasting reps that could be going to other guys too. Well, not only that, but why not get a surgery? Why not just take him out and just let him? Yeah, have a surgery and move. Well, forward? to me, something you, you got you to get somebody in there that doesn't know what that hasn't <clears throat> been getting reps that's going to get the, his reps. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I'm not sure. I understand if if it's like Nick said there. I'm not sure. I understand. Uh, playing him unless they wanted to see if he could play through it and play the whole season. But I just think you were really asking for trouble because even if he was able to play through it, he clearly wasn't playing at a high enough level. So I'm not sure why I would have him out there playing you know, with that injury. Kenyon Green was iffy healthy. Kenyon Green with a torn labrum this is, is something of- you just you just go, well. That- and, look, I understand what, what Nick's saying. I mean, that draft had two very good players. If if the two good players were Stingley and Green and 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 Damian Pierce was just average and Jalen Petrie was just a guy, you know we'd probably say, hey, you know he still hit on those those guys. But the fact is, uh, well, he's going to hit on Stingley. Uh, you think so? Yeah, he could. He absolutely is. <clears throat> Stingley's going to be good. He could. He could. I like. A, we still haven't seen really good Stingley since nineteen. 
mean, yeah. that was that was still a little ways ago. But I mean, I'm I'm, I'm hopeful for Stingley. I, we know he's got it. In I him. think in this scheme, defensively, he's got it'll the, be better. He's got the body. He's got the size. He's going to be. He needs maybe, to be a press you know, corner. Maybe maybe he's a, he's a little he's been a little immature, and maybe he's going to I grow up a little bit. You know, from talking to people who are with him uh, when he was training at exos he he didn't click with, i think he's got kind of a well he's a, i think he's, he's an introvert he's a very much an introvert yeah and i think some of that is something he has to play through a little bit like it's weird because i it's almost like i watched a different player at lsu i don't even remember the guy from the first year that guy was well, such that's a the dog. only guy i remember that guy was such a dog yeah. and the guy i see with the texans now it is i no i don't I, even I, remember I, him being stingley listen his sophomore year i was extremely disappointed and and, and he, i know he was just he, he you know he just he just wanted to get out of there and it was and, a covid and, year yeah 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 and I, all the championship guys had left it had to be a huge letdown to go from one of the great college football teams ever to to covid and yeah. not a very good team. oh it's hunter johnson who who's the who's the quarterback for those teams <laughs> after joe burrow left oh i don't johnson yeah he's like hooked from joe to hunter yeah <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. This isn't fun anymore. Oh, Ke- no one even in the stands. I mean, Keish from Jamar and Justin to Keyshawn. Nah. I don't even know yeah. these guys in the secondary. All my friends are gone. They uh, were. I mean, yeah, all the guys. that. Well, he was a freshman, okay? He came in with the bootes and whatnot. Yeah, and he saw the difference. Yeah, there was a big difference. But, was- but he is. But, but Nick is right that once you draft guys, wherever they were drafted, it doesn't matter to the football team. It does matter to fans, though, who keep tabs on GMs. Yeah, but I don't. Do you really care if he hit on Damian Pierce and Jalen Petrie? If you got two guys out of the draft, what's the difference if it's the first rounder or the fourth? You're rounder? looking at it at a team does, but we've both talked about the fact that man, if you drafted your first two picks or you have yeah. two first round picks, and you may, because those are the ones that have a higher hit percentage. So you don't want to completely bomb out. And with Kenyon Green right now, that's a real possibility because he was. He was relatively ineffective his first year. He won't play a second year. And remember, this isn't D'Amico Ryan's draft pick. So he's not tied to if Kenyon Green does not have the right mentality, if he is not a dog, if he is not a guy that is into football like D'Amico Ryan's wants, uh, you know, they'll walk away from him. So I would be a little worried about that pick. But I am hopeful for And I do. And Petrie, uh, Petrie's a big hit. I mean, yeah. That was a big hit, and Damian Pierce is a big hit. We'll see how long he plays because he's such a violent runner. There's no question that was a hit, and he's going to be a good fantasy option this year. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Insert random audio clip now. I knew which vegetables went together, proteins, temperatures, sauces. And when somebody new came into the restaurant to stage, I'd look at them like they were a competition, like I'm going to smoke this mother. <laughs> You're listening to John and Lance live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles and their on-site engineer, Del Olaleya. Del Olaleya. <laughs> I just love me some John Denver and Del Olaleya. All right, welcome back. And speaking of gambling, we are at the place to come if you're looking for the best way to enjoy your football weekends. So good, so good. Make your reservation, though. Uh, now at the Golden Nugget Hotel and also at the uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook here at the at the Golden Nugget and I mean the food, the atmosphere, the TVs, everything can't be better. You got all the gambling, all the uh, betting cages right here as well. It just doesn't get any better. And if you're into poker, the poker rooms right next door. The casino is right across the way here. Just perfect. 
Perfect, perfect. If you love to golf, you've got that here, too. It doesn't get any better than the Golden Nugget just two hours down the road uh, from all of us in Houston. So we love it here. Get on over here and enjoy this football season. Also, speaking of gambling, um, we've got Josh Pate talking college football. So you can glean some information at 830. Is five-star on today? Uh, Five-star will be. Be tomorrow, Thursday. Oh yeah, today's Thursday. Yeah, today's yeah, Thursday. Yeah. So he's on at nine. He, he was two and zero last he was week. Two and zero last week with some easy ones actually. Greg Hennigan is going to join us from here at uh, nine o'clock. So we got a busy morning here. Uh, quickly, uh, you know who's who's the tanking team this year in the NFL? That's Arizona. Are they? Because there's a chance they might not have that pick. You see what's going on? Oh, with uh, yeah, behind the scenes, you think they could get docked that pick? No way, they docked that pick. Well, why wouldn't they? Be, oh, you want to you want to you want to tank this year? You don't want uh, you don't want Colt McCoy. You, you're going to cut. You, you're just going to go with a rookie quarterback, and you're going to tank. You're going to be the worst team uh, in the NFL. Clayton Toon outplayed Colt McCoy. Oh, did he? So, uh, how about because Steve Wilkes has testified that he got a burner phone from the owner and Steve Kime while Kime was uh, suspended. Wire? Pardon me. Is this the wire? He got a he's burner, got a burner phone. Yeah, he's got a burner phone from Steve Kime. He said he used it once when Kime called to say how practice was going. But Wilkes said I was uncomfortable. I'm a first year head coach. I worked my ass off to get here, and I'm being put in this unethical situation. Now he went to the league, and he's testified in front of the league. He hasn't testified uh, to Arizona Cardinals lawyers yet, but. This is not – it wouldn't be unusual to take draft picks away from a team. How did this come up, by the way? I don't know how it started. How, maybe Snitch? maybe Wilkes just said, hey, this is what happened while I was there, and the league went, oh, really? You know that's considered snitching. Uh, yeah, he would be a snitch. He would absolutely. Now, I don't know if Wilkes is going to get another job as a head coach in the NFL. Nah, I felt bad for Steve Wilkes getting a one year. I think they just got in and they didn't like, eh. This isn't the right guy, but regardless, but, but, you can't if you circumvent these, if you circumvent some of these rules. I mean, Steve was Steve was suspended for the drinking stuff, right? The DUI, and I think that's so. Why he three, was yeah. he, he had a three week suspension, uh-huh. but during that three weeks, they signed David Johnson to a thirty nine million dollar contract. There's no way that, that was you, that long ago. Yeah, there's no way the general manager was not informed or at least in on that decision. Yeah. Uh, the, the Cardinals are going to pay the price for this. And a draft pick is not its not out of – look, the Dolphins had tampering charges and then lost their first-round pick this past year, uh, right, with the Tom Brady situation. Uh-huh. If you are, uh, you know, you're circumventing the league, ain't, we ain't having that here. How about if they lose the number one overall I just, pick? That's why I, but I, then they get the number one overall pick because the Texans suck. I think that – yeah, actually, they could take one of those picks away Yeah, since they have two picks. But um, they do have two first-round picks. That might make it easier to take one because you can't take – I just don't think you could take a pick away that could potentially be the first pick of the draft. Why? But, then don't then don't you get a burner phone when you're not supposed to. Well, they could also take one away next year. You know, they could could go where they say we're going to take 2024 away. Uh, but with two picks in the first round, it makes it if way they, easier. If they get this thing done this football season – and Wilkes testifies before the Arizona Cardinals. It uh, takes lawyers. a while, though. It, t- it usually does take a while. But, hey, the league could say, no, 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 no. We're going to hurry up with this process. Oh, no, by the way, they could do it right after the season ends uh, and, and, get it, and get it done before the draft. I would think they're going to take this draft pick away. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. The league really does like being played like that. So 
you're right, something's going to happen. You can't just play the league by, oh, yeah, we're just going to go with burner phones and circumvent everything. And then say, and it wasn't just the GM who's not there anymore, it's the current owner. That makes it a really, right. that one is what's going to be the, the probably the nail in the coffin because the current owner, the sitting owner was involved in it. So, uh, yeah, they probably will take heat. Well, it probably will take heat, but it would probably be the the Texans first because I assume Texans first is going to be. Uh, no, they're uh, not. They're going to take it with a Cardinals pick. pick. You think uh, so? Yes, absolutely. They're, they're going to take. They're going to be the worst team. They're going to be the worst team. Period. Yeah, they're going to be the worst team. Yeah. I don't. They can try as hard as they want. I think they're going to be the worst team. I mean, maybe Carolina could be, but I don't think so. I think Bryce is capable. It's just a question of can he get protected. Um, I don't think anything anybody in the Texans division will be. I don't. The NFC South. I mean, the Bears are coming up a little bit. I mean, it has to be another Tampa. team in the NFC South. How bad might, is Tampa maybe Tampa, be? maybe Tampa, but they've got better talent. They've got some talent on the roster. Just the quarterback situation's unsettled. Well, you see where Matt. Speaking of that, you see where Matt Corral was released. Um, Matt, who reminds me in some ways of Baker Mayfield, the way he plays, he was a pretty decent college quarterback, but had some, uh, had, you know, he was a guy who was, he's had some personality issues, some maturity issue, issues at times uh, in his career. I don't know that he's going to catch on somewhere and, and really turn his career around. But no, he's, an inter- he's an interesting guy to keep an eye on because he's never really been given a chance in the NFL, and he does have some talent. But he's, he's, a, he's a small guy, but... Apparently teams don't care about small quarterbacks anymore. They're fine with it. Well, the first quarterback to lose his starting job in 2023, who's the favorite? I saw those odds. It's, uh, I'm trying to remember. Is it Baker? Baker. Yeah. Two to one. He should be. Sam Howell is four Sam, to one. Sam Howell, I don't, I don't agree with that. Washington is extremely excited about Sam Howell. Ron Rivera's like, finally, I've got a guy that I'm like. Ron said this. He said, I look around and say, ooh. I think I've got something now, finally, Yeah, at quarterback. So, Ron well, is, Ron really And Ron tells the truth now. Last year. Ron or, is a truth teller. Oh, no, 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 no. Carson Wentz, what's the problem with your football team? The quarterback. Quarterback. Oh, yeah. And uh, Eric Bieniemy, how's he doing? Yeah, well, he's just really too hard. Well, the, the players, players are coming to me and telling me well, how hard he is. He was, yeah, I mean, although he doesn't, I don't think he thought he was too hard on the players at all. I think he's just like, what he should have said out loud was, you know, players are kind of soft now, so. I've got to get Eric to see if he can dial it back, or they'll start to cry. <laughs> well, maybe, Eric Bannon, maybe that was it. Or Eric Bannon, he's an old school coach. Like he just he coaches you hard. That's what he does. Yeah. Well, he MFs you, and the players don't do that. The players they don't take that much anymore. Uh, the third favorites to lose his starting job. I say it's CJ Stroud's up there. Pretty no, early. It's Ryan Tannehill. It's six to one, uh, and CJ is seven to one. Who's taking Tannehill's job? Levis. Malik Willis? Well, that's almost just an anti-Tannehill fade more than a guy yeah. behind him. Because I saw that and I thought the same thing, Dell. I would think I my Anthony Richardson would be higher with, with Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew right behind. He's 10 to 1. Yeah, I think that What's I little, think he should be ahead of C.J. Stroud. And you got Mac Jones at 7-1 tied with C.J. Stroud. There's nobody behind Mac Jones. How could he lose his yeah, job? Yeah, because you know Bill Belichick will make, it, will make a change no matter who it is. Like somebody's going to be there. Yeah, somebody, I guess. But how's he, he going to be ready? How are you going to take Mac Jones out of there? When's the last time a rookie quarterback's been so bad that they permanently lost their spot? Like Tua got oh got pulled Ryan from games. Leaf, I think may have, but as, but he was starting next week. I think Ryan healthy. Leaf may have permanently. Yeah, I can't lost remember the last time I, a rookie quarterback who they said you're going to start. It was so bad they took him off off the field. Well, when would, when did Josh Rosen start? Marcus Russell. 
He st- well, uh, didn't they play oh, him? Oh, Jamunchi's definitely, yeah. Didn't they play Rosen? Mike, what's up? How are you? They, I don't, I don't they, know that they, They yeah. played Rosen to get the pick, to get Kyler. Right, they pulled. Yeah, Rosen didn't start he, immediately. He didn't, no, he didn't start immediately as a as a. Rookie. No, not immediately, but when he did get in there, he's talking about as a rookie. As a rookie, yeah, Rosen. He started. never got Rosen. Who's, never got starts as a rookie. Yeah, he did, but I thought they played no, him start to the get, season. They didn't start the season with them. Yeah, who's a rookie at start of the season? Eventually lost their job and didn't get back on. I'm thinking. I'm, I don't know if Ryan Leaf was a full time starter after he got pulled, but I maybe so. Yeah, these are all starting the season as their starters. So yeah, that's a little bit different. Um, 713-780-3776-745 here, live from the DraftKings Sportsbook here in Lake Charles. Just the best damn facility. Come on and hang out here. Get over here! ESPN 97.5, the only Houston sports station with a bidet. Red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night. You're listening to John and Lance live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles and their on-site engineer, Del Olaleya. Hi, welcome back. Speaking of Golden Nugget Lake Charles, are you following him on Twitter? On X? Uh, No, I don't think so. At Golden Nugget LC. Congratulations to this winner. A $7.50 bet turned into $65,209. Uh, a jackpot on a slot machine yesterday. Did you? You didn't wow. even play it. Seven dollars and fifty cents, sixty-five thousand dollars. That's a good day to play that play. Why didn't you need to go find that machine and play it? Somebody needs to tell me where those machines are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. How about that? Somebody turned it, and it wasn't you. FSU's beating LSU this week. Are they? Yep. Why do you say that? I like the I like the team they have coming back. I like the quarterback. I think he's a solid quarterback. He got better as the season went on. Their offensive line play is much better than it was. I think they're well coached. Um, but I think these are two pretty good teams. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, Jordan Travis got better last year. I think it's going to be good. I think uh, I think it's going to be a good game. Very good game to watch. We had it last year, and it was. You know, that was the game that I think everyone was waiting for LSU to to stink last year. And then Brian Kelly, hey, Brian Kelly, you can joke about his fake accent he had at the game, at the basketball game He's and all that coach. stuff. The guy can coach. Yeah. He can coach at Cincinnati. He can coach at Notre Dame. He can coach with LSU. He's a good He's a good football coach. Absolutely. Be a uh, good game. Josh Pate will join us at 830, uh, and we will talk about, uh, we'll talk about college football with him as we really get into it. He's one of the best in the business, a rising star, and uh, you'll start seeing more and more of him, and he joins us every Thursday at 8.30 to talk college ball. Houston Texans, this will be a dead week for them. Nick did mention there's going to be a lot more moves to come. I I talked about it a little bit yesterday. I thought there would be about maybe three to five more moves or maybe more than that because he likes to clean up the roster. Uh, The pro personnel side, they – so here's what happens. If you always wondered how this works, there's a pro personnel side. There's pro scouts, Nick Casario. They will watch games, and some of these pro scouts may have an entire, uh, like they may have six different teams that they scout. And so they'll go to those preseason games sometime. They'll watch tape on those games, and they'll spotlight guys that they like. And if they get cut, uh, 
all the team, you know, the, the personnel team will maybe watch a player and they'll bring a player in that was cut. But they're being scouted in the preseason. Obviously, they have – Well, they knew him from college, They know him too. from college, yeah. and they watch him play in yeah. the preseason. We really, then, really like that guy. We didn't get him. Yeah, and he so that's how – like, right. D'Amico Ryans isn't going to know any of these guys. Right. He won't know any of these guys for them, unless they're defensive players. But guys who are off other teams, he doesn't have time to typically watch them. So, so Nick, though – okay, so there's a real problem with the offensive line. Juice is hurt. Um, Brian, let's get the Casario on on the offensive. What is what his plans are with the offensive line? Um, so 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 there's a there's a lot of work to be done on this offensive line. You got a rookie quarterback there. This is a problem. It's a real problem, and Nick Casario is facing it right now. Here's Nick Casario talking about what his plan is with the offensive line right now. Yeah, I mean, I think we're working through that process here. You know, I think we'll have a better idea, you know, next week, you know, kind of once we start to get ready for Baltimore here. So try to put the best five out there that, you know, kind of give us the best chance against Baltimore and we'll see how it goes. That's not much of an answer, but it is, but that's Nick Casario. Um, so we haven't seen him pick up any new guys, right? New offensive linemen. Not, not yet. Well, they did trade for. I mean, I've traded for Josh Jones and Kendrick Green. No, but that so. was before the in terms of, before the cut day. In terms of cut day, I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything either. I have not seen them pick up another guy. It's more than likely going to happen, right? I mean, they don't. Yes. there's a shortage of guards right now. Yeah, I think I think they could very well very well do that. I'm trying to see. Well, so they did sign uh, yesterday to the practice squad: Khalil Dave, Davis, defensive lineman; Austin Deculus. Tackle. Yeah, that's would, all. I would practice squad. Count on him. Um, I mean, most of these there's Dalton Keene on practice squad. Jimmy Morrissey made practice squad, who you mentioned yesterday. Steven Sims, Garrett Wallow, of course. Uh, Ty Zentner. They also claimed Alex Austin and Nick Nick Breaker. Oh, and uh, Mike Boone got released. But wait, Nick Breaker is uh, the rookie from Ole Miss, so he did not make the team. But he's a guard, if that's the same one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. So Nick Breaker's a guard. He's a guy who uh, I actually really liked on tape, and then I saw him at senior ball, and he didn't seem strong enough. But he's he didn't seem strong enough against powerful pass rushes. But well, then, that's what a, you got. But it's weird. But as a drive blocker in a run game, he actually was moving guys around a little bit. So, uh, yeah, not being in able this to, division. Well, he's not going to start. He's not going to start. But he's competition. But Nick Breaker actually was not a bad player on tape. He had his moments. Not the biggest guy. Not the biggest guy. 6'4", 304. Um, and he's not a great zone scheme guy. So I'm, that's actually, we'll see what happens there. But Nick Breaker, I know him a little bit. And uh, I actually, there's some ability there. We'll see if he's good. I mean, he's better than Austin Deculus. Um, but that's not saying a whole lot. That's not saying totally, much. Totally different. The other guy they picked up, Alex Austin. They signed him, defensive back. They signed him off the waiver wire. Um, he was he was a guy that I liked a little bit. When did he come out? From Oregon State. Uh, when was last year? I had a draftable grade on him, so they picked him up. Um, they picked him up yesterday as well. Six foot one, hundred ninety five pound cornerback who's got some press potential. So. That'll uh, we'll see. They just basically they are starting to just tighten up the back end of their roster with guys probably that they didn't draft that maybe they liked on their draft board that got cut. That's probably what they're doing here. It's like, hey, guys that we had draftable grades on that got cut. Let's take a look at those guys and add them to our roster. 
Well, we, we've talked about the depth chart and what was the strongest unit, and we considered it, at least before all the injuries hit, that the offensive line, if you know, if we can get production from Kenyon Green, may have been the strongest unit on the offense. Are they now the worst? Are they now the weakest? Well, the interior unit? is, yeah. Yeah, George Fant playing right tackle, that'll be fine. But you look at the interior, Shaq Mason, okay. Yeah, Good Shaq's player. Fine. But center, you have it's going to be an unproven player, right? And your guard, the other guard's going to be left guard. Looks like a mess. At least week one is unproven. So the interior offensive line, you know, where you want to keep your quarterback clean, is going to be a problem. Are they now the weakest unit until proven otherwise? I think it's a big concern. Uh, Mm -hmm. Weakest unit. I don't know if it's weakest unit, but it's a huge concern because. Because teams can just flip ta- defensive tackles on you. And what they're going to do is basically line up. They're not going to line up over Shaq Mason. They're going to put their problems. Uh, they're going to put their problems over the left guard, and you're going to have to slide protect. So it changes your protections to where you're going to have to help the guard and slide to the guard to help protect them. And when teams know you have to do that, that alters the blitz packages they show you. So it, it it can have a domino effect on the way that teams rush you because if they know you have to protect a certain player with slide protection, then it's then you're going to see some exa- you're going to see some blitz packages that take advantage of that. So uh, having running backs that can handle having tight ends and or running backs who can handle their blocking their blocking uh, assignments and passing plays is extremely important this year. It's going to be extremely important. well. They had to do a lot of that last year too, didn't they? Yeah, and. Right, it's just that's why we need to get Rex back. They had to slide help over to Kenyon Green a lot. <laughs> Rex, we need to get Rex Burkhead? Burkhead. Get Rex Burkhead back. Hurry up and get Rex Burkhead back. Back the official third down back of your Houston Texans. You're gross. Or at least of Lovey Smith. You're gross. I I don't want to hear that. I never want to hear that again. I never ever ever want to hear that again. Seven three seven eight zero three seven seven six. By the way, we just found out that Josh Pate is brought to you by Damaris right here. By oh, the nice. Way. 